The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. up guys this is the talking the star podcast not talking the draft but talking the star uh, we are back as we continue to cover the dallas cowboys for you on the blogging the boys sb nation network uh, we are so excited to be back with this podcast now the draft season's over with we will be everything all thing cowboys and we're excited for that uh, it's been a it's been a long draft season, a long off season, and we're kind of getting back into the swing of things with sports and football, and we're going to talk about that um, a little bit later in the podcast. But I uh, first wanted to mention Rashad Whitfield was supposed to join us today, uh, Footwork King on Twitter, Instagram. You guys know him probably by that more so than his real name. Um, we had some scheduling conflicts. He's going to try to get back with us uh, as soon as possible, but he was supposed to be on. If you missed RJ's interview with him, uh, the other week, go back and check that out. Uh, he had a lot of good content on there, but he's going to try to come on with us here soon before the season kicks off and talk a little bit more about CeeDee Lamb and uh, some of the other players he's been working with. So uh, we are pumped to be back today with the Talk in the Star podcast. Uh, Dalton, Cole, how are you guys doing? Man, I'm doing great. It's awesome to be back and talking Cowboys football. Yeah, I know you've been away, away from us for a little bit, so we're going to dive. We're going to get you... Uh, get your thoughts on the off season here in a second, but let's see how Dalton's doing over there in uh, old Texas. Oh, I'm doing all right, man. I'm hanging in there. Um, going to Houston this week to see two friends who have also been socially distancing. Um, so we're gonna get the dogs together. Uh, we, we're really going down because they have a pool. So we're, we're we're driving four hours so we can jump in a pool. That's nice. Good to hear. Good to hear. I've uh, been sorry, fun. Well, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, off Twitter. I've been charting some quarterbacks, so it's been a it's been a relaxing last few weeks. Uh, not a lot of football, not a lot of sports going on, but I've just been chilling, watching some quarterback film, trying to chart that and grade these guys out, see how they all stack up in the NFC. So I've been spending time doing that. But uh, Cole, man, let's get into the Cowboys off season. Uh, we haven't talked to you since the draft or free agency, so this is all new. Um, you know, to the, the the ears of our listeners, 
Go ahead and just give us a brief rundown on your thoughts on the Cowboys offseason so far um, and maybe some things that you hope they kind of do before the season kicks off. Yeah, man, I've been on a while, like you said, but, I mean, it's been awesome. Uh, this offseason has been really nice. The team has made some pretty nice additions um, through free agency and through the draft. Um, obviously, the addition of Jerry McCoy and uh, – and Don Terry Poe on the defensive line really helped the, def- the de- interior of that um, position greatly. So it's nice to see them finally addressing that um, area of the team. Um, but, I mean, the main story, at least in my eyes, is just adding C.D. Lamb to an already explosive offense. Um, you already have Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper going over 1,000 yards. And obviously Dak Prescott's coming off his most successful season. Uh-oh, we might have lost Cole, but we're going to keep on rolling. Um, as he was mentioned, Dak Prescott is coming off his most successful season. And some news broke today. Oh, he's back. He's back. Are you back, Cole? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. I must have no, pressed the button. You're good. But, yeah, 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 you were mentioning Dak Prescott coming off his most successful season. Yeah. Never in my wildest dreams would have I thought C.D. Lamb would be there for the taking at pick 17. I was kind of um, content with Caleb on chase on, um, maybe trading back for a defensive back later in the first round, something like that. But when C.D. Lamb kept on sliding, it almost felt too good to be true. That I was kind of shocked when the pick was made when Roger Goodell said C.D. Lamb. Like, it kind of took me – Took me a moment to realize what had happened, just because CD Lamb's such a game-changing talent. I mean, I've been following him for a while, and he's—I mean, I mean, it's not really hard to tell that he's a superstar. And just adding him to an offense that has so many weapons is a lot of fun. So I'd say just him is him being the headliner, just really made puts the icing on the cake of what's been a really strong offseason. Not not to mention adding Trevon Diggs and. Gallimore and really the hit on value um I got both of y'all's draft guides and read through that and um, based on all the draft picks y'all were pretty high on all of them and the value is tremendous so I mean it's just awesome to see that um the team adds to add a lot of talent through a lot of different areas at a lot of different positions um I don't know if it's uh Will McClay I don't know if it's Jerry Jones drafting on his yacht just everything just seemed to line up in a perfect way. And I think that there's a lot of momentum for this team heading into the season. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And, and me and Dalton have given, you know, we've done a bunch of reviews and previews and talked about the draft a lot. So we were really excited to kind of get your opinion on it as well. Um, I did mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about some of the guys who are still available in free agency. You know, they do have some money left over. There's possible ways to open up more money with giving some guys some contracts, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, um, or maybe releasing some guys. Dalton, I wanted to turn it over to you. Is there anything that you're kind of waiting on this team to do, um, either before, you know, quote-unquote training camp or just before the season starts that you think is realistic but also helpful to the roster? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I think that they're just kind of done. I don't think they're going to go with any of the, you know, free agents that are still available. Um, at least we haven't heard any whispers about that. Um, it'll be interesting to see if maybe they at least talk to Jadavion Clowney, um, bring him in for a, a physical maybe. But uh, I don't, I don't see them doing any, and nothing splashy at least. I mean, they might take a, you know, a 
rotational guy or a depth special teams piece. But other than that, I can't see anything happening. Now, do you think that changes at all if they get negative or whatever feedback that Alden Smith or Randy Gregory would not be you know, available for the start of the season or the season at all? Do you think that that could alter their plans at looking at a Jadavion Clowney or Alden Smith or someone of that caliber? Um, or do you think that they're just You, you mean uh, Everson Griffin? Yeah, what did I say? You said Alden Smith again. I, uh, but I knew who you were yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about, though. Um, I mean, I, I hope so. I, right. And, I mean, like, for me, like, I would like that for them to go out and reach out to those two guys anyways and see what they're willing to take. You know, at, at least extend an offer, even if it is, you know, a lowball offer. Because the worst thing they can do is say no. Especially if Griffin. Not, yeah, like, if you're going to get Griffin for, like, $8 million, right. go for it. Yeah. I mean, because, again, like... Even though Clowney, you know, I don't think anybody thinks Clowney's worth $20 million, but he's still going to probably get 15 which is too much for me. Like, when people started mentioning Clowney as the best free agent, like, of course, you know, he's he's a really good player, but he's one of those guys that he's, you know, struggled to stay healthy. The production hasn't always been there. Really good football player, but that's, like, the difference between what we're talking about with Dak and Demarcus Lawrence, Amari Cooper, like, He's what people think those guys are as far as, like, lack of production, lack of durability. But Everson Griffin's been a consistent threat off the edge. He can play both ends. He's lined up inside some as well. So he can kind of do – he can be your upgrade to a Tyron Crawford if you really wanted him to be. But that would definitely be the one that I would want to consider is is giving Everson Griffin a call. And, again, it's just hard right now because if if Alan Smith and Randy Gregory are going to play, then – you just have so many bodies on that defensive line that there's nowhere for you to really go unless you release a Tyrone Crawford and use his money to pay Everson Griffin, which I don't think that that's going to happen because of how much his team likes Tyrone Crawford and the leadership that he brings to that defense. But, um, you know, that's that's kind of what we wanted to touch on first. I wanted to dive into, uh, get you guys' thoughts. The NFL is starting to open back up uh, th- this week. You know, they're, they're kind of having a soft opening with allowing some of the the head front office members and some of the the staff to get back to their facilities and start getting things in the back, uh, back to normal as much as you can until they start bringing players uh, back in for treatment and and training. Um, Cole, I wanted to get your thoughts on everything uh, that's been going on and kind of what's your thoughts on the NFL starting to open back up. Do you think that that's going to happen? And how long do you think it is before we might feel like the NFL is back to normal? Yeah, that is an interesting question because of all the global pandemic that's going around. Um, me personally, I would like the NFL to uh, come back and uh, just like, even if it's by phases, just slowly, it would be a smart move. Um, obviously, a lot of teams don't know what to expect when the NFL is going to be back, uh, if there's going to be training camp, off-season activities. Um, but I think they're obviously very important and I don't know if they'll help get a deal done with Dak Prescott or anything, but I think just having the team back at the facility, um, having things go back to normal can do a lot. Um, if it's for a contract, if it's for just learning the uh, playbook with Mike McCarthy, if it's just just getting back in a routine, you know, I mean, a lot of people are out of their normal day-to-day routines because of this, um, the stay-at-home orders, the quarantine, um, the uh, social distancing. But I think if the NFL just reopens – Hopefully soon. I don't know how early would be too soon because obviously you don't want to risk um, spreading the disease when you don't know when many of us don't know the 
impacts of it. But I do feel like if the NFL does reopen, it'll be a, obviously a very beneficial to the Cowboys uh, during a coaching change. I mean, um, obviously the Cowboys are the only team in the NFC. Cowboys are one of three teams. The Eagles are the only team in the NFC East that are not going through a coaching change. It's kind of gives them a leg up, depending on how long this um, keeps going. Um, but if, they, if we can reopen, I believe that it will be very beneficial to Dallas. So I'm hoping it's, I guess, June. I've seen a lot of, I know like the SEC, for example, is going to take a vote on uh, coming back to campuses on June 1st. I don't know if the NFL can reopen that early, but hopefully around, I mean, hopefully I'm hoping that it's around that time frame. Dalton, do you think Jerry was sitting at his, his desk today just getting the DAC contract all written up? Was that what that picture was of? Uh, no. <laughs> No, no, I, Give me I your think... guess on what Jerry did today at his desk. Oh, uh, <laughs> probably opened up a bottle of Blue Label and <laughs> had a glass of it and was like, you know what? You know what? It 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 feels pretty good to be back. <laughs> that's all he said. That's did, all he did. Did right absolutely there. nothing else. No, nothing. He just <laughs> it, it just felt good to be back at, at work and not in his house whichever house he's in or boat is he on or yeah. boat yeah. <laughs> that's a lot, of, a lot of options there uh, is there a guest room on that boat like can i hang are out are you kidding please? me there's probably like five guests there has to be. there's like, probably a guest boat there's take, probably a guest boat take all of our take all of our houses combine them together and that yacht is still like triple the size of everybody's house <laughs> uh-huh. no doubt it's it's insane, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm really interested to see how this goes because, like, like Cole, you were kind of mentioning, like, is it going to happen in phases? Is it going to happen in, yeah. you know, is it all going to happen next week? Like, how I'm really interested to see how it plays out because of you know we saw, you know, basketball. You know, basketball was kind of the reason that all this blew up with Rudy Go, Rudy Gobert and how that you know started spreading yeah. that way. Um, so I feel like the NFL the you MLB has taken like these extra precautions to not have something like that happen um, and kind of give their face a bad name um, or get, you know, make them not look good for, for opening back up and, and spreading this more. It's such a serious issue. Um, like I said, I'm just really, I'm really interested to see how they do this because they started having these front off guys get back to, to the offices today, to the facilities today. Um, they mentioned that they're kind of, they're almost doing it like the country's doing it. They're going to have these different phases and, and, and see when they can get things back to normal. But I just don't know that they'll do th- do things, you know, normal. They might not have people coming into the facilities to do treatment and workout. I know some guys are actually still able to get treatment. I don't know if it's at the facility, if it's at a private location, um, but I have heard guys like Leighton Vander Esch go on different podcasts and mention um, that he is still getting treatment and stuff like that. So that's good to hear. But is it ever going to be, you know, or, or this year, I should say, like while this is going on, is there is it going to be back at the star? Is the star going to be this everyday 24-7 thing that you always have these guys that always working out, always, you know, getting treatment? That's what I'm interested to see if they're able to open 
you know, the sports world, the NFL world back up while also continuing to be responsible and, and not have any issues with spreading, you know, this virus. And, and I think that that's going to be a, a big step for the sports world. Um, you know, we're still waiting on baseball and basketball and NHL to come back, but I think the NFL is kind of getting their first taste of things not being normal, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis running the business. But, uh, That's kind of all of our thoughts on that. We're going to take a break, come back, uh, and we want to talk about some new information that came out on the DAC contract uh, today. So there is a little bit of new information that came out. Uh, We're going to discuss that, and that's going to be the podcast for today. We just really wanted to get back, uh, introduce everybody again, let you guys know what's going to be going on, uh, what we're going to be covering. So we'll be right back. We are talking the star. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back on the Talk in the Star podcast. Follow us all on Twitter. We haven't done this in a while. Follow us all on Twitter at ConnorNFLDraft, at Dalton B. Miller, and at Cole L. Patterson. Uh, we want to give a big shout-out to the Blogging the Boys Network for allowing us to host this podcast, uh, the partnership we have with uh, SB Nation, Vox Media, to, to host this podcast uh, has been tremendous. We can't really, you know, we've gotten some really impressive uh, numbers back from how this pod, the, the talk in the draft, the podcast feed in, in, in a whole has been, been doing over the last few months. And it's been really um, exciting to see how much, how much you guys have been listening because it, it really doesn't go unnoticed. You know, we've had some, some impressive jumps in our rankings with, with football podcasts, NFL podcast, Cowboys podcast. We were the, the number one Cowboys podcast on uh, Apple, Spotify, and uh, the all all the major platforms for about three weeks in the months of uh, April and May. So that that was awesome to see. We appreciate you guys for listening. Um, thanks so much. But we're gonna dive into Dak Prescott and the new information that came out today uh, on his contract, Dalton. You mentioned it to me in the green room, um, kind of you know bringing it up and, and getting your thoughts on it. What's your thoughts on this new information? Go ahead and, and let us know what it is for the people who haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so uh, I think it was Chris Sims came on to 105 Through the Fan, uh, shameless plug, and said uh, that he had heard Dak Prescott was asking for $45 million in that fifth year of the contract were he to take it. Now, Sitting back, you might think, well, you know, Dak, that's a little bit greedy. That's $45 million, but you have to understand that's $45 million five years from now. $45 million five years from now is going to be a around 10th, 
probably in quarterback contracts at the end of the day. So it's still not going to be all that expensive. And it's for a fifth year. Before that, you're averaging at, you know, right at uh, $35 million APY through those first four years. So it's just going from a, a, a four year, um, $140 million. Uh, yeah. $140 million to $185 million in five years is all it is. Um, and if that's what Dak is asking for in that fifth year, I'm, I'm not sure why the Cowboys aren't signing it. Um, if they want the fifth year, if that's what they're hung up on, they should know financially that $45 million in 2026, 2025, um, isn't going to do them any harm. Uh, so I, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand NFL contracts. I, I don't understand why they take so long. I, I don't get it because they all just end up right where we knew they were going to end up all along, but it is what it is. Yeah. And before I get Cole's opinion on it as well, you know, the thing that, you know, the report last week came out that Deshaun Watson, Bill O'Brien was going to give him 40 to $42 million guaranteed now like this year so if that's what the quarterback market's going to be reset at this year imagine what Patrick Mahomes is going to get if Deshaun Watson gets 42 million dollars guaranteed imagine what Lamar Jackson is going to get in a few years if Deshaun Watson gets 42 million dollars guaranteed in 2020 you know we're not even talking about the you know the the possible Trevor Lawrence contracts and, and and guys coming into the league, Kyler Murray's. You know, there's so many guys, Joe Burrows, that are coming in this year uh, and last year that are going to get paid the next three or four years. Um, that it could, you know, we could be looking at quarterback contracts up to fifty million dollars in five years, and I don't think that that's unrealistic to even say. Um, but Cole, what, what's your kind of opinion on that report and your opinion on that number in that fifth year? Yeah, uh, y'all kind of touched on it uh, pretty greatly. Um, just like like y'all said, I mean, it's so hard to predict how contracts work, how uh, the market's going to be five years from now. So the immediate reaction, at least on Twitter, was like, well, what is that doing Ask, asking for $45 million. But, I mean, like y'all said, like it's $45 million for the fifth year, not per year. So it kind of um, – it, it kind of like uh, skews things, but um, he's not asking for forty-five million per year. But he, it is expected for him to want to get paid pretty significantly for that fifth year because I mean it's been pretty well reported that he only wants four years. He wants to get that. He wants a lesser deals or a shorter deals to get uh, that next big contract uh, while he's still in his prime, while he's still uh, at the prime of his career. So I mean that does make sense. Um, yeah, I mean, four million per per year or four forty five million. It will be a bargain there with uh, Patrick Mahomes getting a deal with Deshaun Watson getting a deal, like you said, like Kyle Murray getting a deal. Um, it's just so hard to predict that I don't really know what to think or what to expect. Um, I did see a tweet that if you with the forty five million uh, in the fifth year, if the 35 million per year is accurate, that that would mean it was basically a 37 per year contract, which I mean, I think is pretty reasonable given, um, given the quarterback market. I mean, Dak Prescott did play very well last season. He is an ascending quarterback. Mike McCarthy seems to be all in on him. And I mean, quarterbacks aren't going to get cheaper. Patrick Mahomes going to get reset the market. I mean, 
you got to pay for a quarterback. You can't really risk um, letting him walk. Uh, especially the Cowboys. Um, I remember seeing your tweet earlier, Connor, and just about the Cowboys draft history at their quarterbacks. It's not very pretty at all. So I don't think if you're the Cowboys, you, you should take that risk. Um, my only question is why has it taken this so long and do y'all think a deal will get done um, before July 15th? Dalton, I'll let you start. Yeah, I think it'll get done. Um, I do too. They always just kind of seem to get done. The, yeah. the Joneses end up caving. <laughs> I think you, it will, you... but I'd mm. be lying if this is like the one that I just just because like like you guys said like this sounds bad after the off season they've had but like do they know how to evaluate quarterbacks like is that one thing that we can <laughs> say for sure like Stephen Jones Jerry nah. Jones we, we've talked you know we've heard Brian Broadus we've heard these guys at DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan talk about. You know, hearing that Jerry would come into Monday morning meetings and asking if is Dak our guy. Well, if if they're doing that after the year he just had, maybe they truly want to see him do it again, which is absolutely insane to me. Because if he does it again or does it better, well, then you're going to be paying him forty million dollars in 2021. Like this number is just going to continue to rise. So if you are seventy five or more percent sure that he's the guy. That is so much better than hitting restart on the quarterback position because even if you have a little bit of doubt, just a little bit, and when I say a little bit, I mean just a little bit, that little bit of doubt and having a guy that's not going to hurt your team and is really going to propel your team and and help your team more than a lot of people know and realize is going to be so much better than going into the draft with that draft history or going into free agents, you know, free agency with – broken down, you know, journey guys, or, or, you know, you might get lucky and find a Jameis Winston that can turn it around. But having a overpaid, really good quarterback is so much better than not having a guy that you can think of to go into a game and lead you to a victory. And he's proven that every year that he's been in the league, that he's able to go into games He's able to give your team a chance and at times propel your team to wins by himself. He's able to elevate players around him. We've talked about on the podcast before, you know, Cole Beasley is a high-paid wide receiver in Buffalo because of what he did the last few years in his career with Dak Prescott. Um, we talk about the supporting cast. Uh, you, you know, people say that he's got he's always had this great supporting cast. Bryce Butler, Terrence Williams, and Deontay Thompson were starting receivers for him a few years ago, and none of those guys are in the league anymore. Um, you talk about the offensive line struggles. Chaz Green at times has been rough. Uh, Connor Williams has had his struggles at guard. So I agree that he has a really, really, really great supporting cast now, but I don't think that you can say the same for his entire career. I think it's always been good. He's always had a you know a you know above average supporting cast, I'd say. Um, but I just I I don't really buy into the his supporting cast has always been elite, and he doesn't elevate the players around him because I can look at a lot of instances where that's not true. Um, and that's kind of what I want to talk about last before we get out of here. Dalton, we've heard a lot this offseason about his level of play, and I feel like people still underappreciate what he did last year because the team went 8-8. Eight and eight. 
We talk about quarter. I don't want to go through. I don't want you to tell me where you have him ranked in the NFL. But what tier do you see him in going into the 2020 season? Is he an elite quarterback? Is he a you know where I say elite, I say top five? Is what range of quarterback do you think he is, and what range of quarterback do you think he can be as he continues to develop? So I think there's two, no doubt, legit elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Mahomes and Wilson, yes. 100%. Uh, and then I, I think guys, you know, like Lamar Jackson, are, are he's a fantastic weapon. He's obviously, he was the MVP last year. Um, and I think that, you know, you can have him in your top three as well. After that, then you have some of the old heads um, that, I, you know, are, are probably over the hill a little bit. And then it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of young talent. And we just can't really put all of those guys in an order yet i mean you can make a case for anything you know all the way up you know to be top four um or you can have him be your 12th best quarterback and neither you know is the wrong answer so i think he's in that tier two um of quarterback and i think that there's a lot of those guys in the tier two and i think that they're pretty interchangeable that was such a cop-out answer He's he's not elite. I, I don't I don't believe that he is elite, but I believe that he is very good. Like he would be in my top eight of the quarterbacks in the NFL, no question. Yeah. It's just do you believe that he's better than the Drew Breeses and Tom Brady's of the world right now today? I don't well, know. Again, you know, I don't want to get into a let's rank these quarterbacks, but I definitely I definitely agree with your top two, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Um you know, I think I think like you said He's in that next tier after that, in my opinion, with Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees. You know, if you want to put – I think Drew Brees is still a really good quarterback. It's just going forward, where do you see him in those rankings because of his age and how many years he's going to have left. So, I mean, I think when you're – he's going to be in my top seven. And like you said, like if you have him anywhere between five and seven, I think you got it right. I wouldn't kill you if you had him eight, and I wouldn't kill you if you had him four. And I think that that – I was just messing with you because I also agree that I, I wouldn't go as far as 12. Like he's definitely in a, a top eight um, for, for me. And I think that that's kind of where, you know, I think he, he fits in. Like you said, for you, I know you said, you know, you see him as a top eight guy, but you wouldn't kill somebody to have him as, as that, you know, nine to 12 guy either. But uh, definitely, you know, just going back and seeing what he did last year and seeing what he's done throughout his career. I mean, I, you know, we, we get caught up on, the 2017 woes where, you know, the blocking and wasn't great, and he didn't play good for part of that year. Then 2018, he had some ups and downs with some spotty receivers. But, you know, when you just go back and watch the whole whole book, I think you see a guy that is 100% a, you know, top eight quarterback in the NFL and a guy that you, you would have no issues paying a big contract to and living with uh, year after year. But Cole... Before we get out of here, I want to ask you that same question, kind of where do you see Dak Prescott in these, these tiers and uh, where do you see him uh, possibly getting to as he develops? Yeah, I think you all hit it uh, perfectly. Um, I'm in the same boat as you all as far as him being in that next tier of quarterbacks. As you all said, there is a clear uh, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. I think they're just far and away the, the elite of the league. They can carry teams. They can carry his for talents, but after that is a mystery. Um, there's a lot of young talent. Uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson won MVP, but I think Dak Prescott is clearly in that 
next tier. I think he's on the same tier as Deshaun Watson, as Carson Wentz, as those kind of quarterbacks. Um, I do agree with you, Connor, that he is a top eight quarterback. I put him in that range. Um, wherever you want to rank him um, is fine. I mean, I don't want to have a cop out, but I think he is in that little mix. I think this upcoming season will help um, do a little bit more for us as well. Stacks up um, from is he a top five quarterback or is he a little bit further down? I think he's clearly a top 10. It's just where is he on that totem pole? Um, I do think a lot of that 2017 season clouds people's judgments as the casual viewer because he did struggle. But I mean, like you said, if you just look at the whole book, if you look at the whole story and just look at his resume, he's delivered time and time again. Obviously, he has ups and downs. He has some clunkers that uh, you wish he didn't have. But he also has some spectacular games with impressive throws, impressive plays. Um, there's not many people in the league that, keep, that can do what he can do on the move. Um, he can create plays. He can throw on the run. He's he's improved his accuracy and his footwork. Um, I think he is an ascending quarterback, and I do think the hiring of Mike McCarthy will only um, improve him. I think Mike McCarthy has a solid history of quarterbacks, obviously. And I think um, – that's what Dak needs to get to that next level. Um, keeping Kellen Moore should help a lot too. Just same kind of offense, a familiar face in the room. Um, and um, obviously the weapons will help, but I do think he uh, is, is a very good quarterback that you can start franchise with and be very happy with. So I will say he's in that second tier, not to drag it out or anything, but I do think y'all are right. And um, I think the 2019 or 2020 season will do a lot uh to show us where he he stacks up. Yeah, and the last thing I want to end with before we get out of here is anytime you have a top 10 quarterback, and, and I think we would all – I'll go ahead and ask. We all three agree that he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now? Yep. Anytime yeah. you have a yeah. top 10 quarterback in the NFL with some of the guys ahead of him being Drew Brees, possibly Aaron Rodgers, possibly Tom Brady, who are guys who aren't going to be playing but for so much longer. So – that in itself, you know, you're gonna have new guys coming in, and those guys are gonna fill in some of those slots. But you're 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 talking about a guy who's a top five to ten quarterback in the NFL, and you don't let those guys go because they are so hard to find. Mm-hmm. If you think they're not, go look at the draft history. You can end up with Mitch Trubisky's and and whatever you want to go look at. I mean, <laughs> you can go back, Jameis Winston's. So I take it that you don't think. Uh, I think you don't think Andy Dalton. Uh, we'll be able to do what Dak can do. Is no, he's the starter, so Dak will have fun <laughs> backing him up. But no, again, just like like I said, when when you got a guy that's in that five to ten range, uh, you you pretty much pay him whatever they want, and you you do your best to build a team around them because paying a really good quarterback more money than he's worth is better than not having a quarterback that's anywhere near that top ten, and you can go look at the. Mitch Trubisky's, Jameis Winston's, Marcus Mariota, all those guys, and it's it's a it's a tough thing to get around. So, <laughs> so why so why do you think the Cowboys are so like? Why are they letting this drag out? If we all agree that he's a top ten quarterback, like why won't they just get this deal done? Like you would think they would do that, right? I mean, that's the question that everyone's asking right yeah. now. I mean, that's the yeah. like, that's why I question: Do they not evaluate the player the right way or the position the right way? <laughs> Or, I don't know. I mean, Dalton, do you have a good yeah. answer to that? <laughs> no, man, not really. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's 
like the biggest talking point that, we, that we've had, you know, with a player in a long time. Because, yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I think, and I want to say that it's just because it's a deadline. They're trying to hold their their ground and maybe see if he'll cave, and then they're not, and it's going to mm-hmm. be what we're talking about as far as, hey, yeah, let's just give him his four year deal. Let's give him a bunch of guaranteed money, and we'll we'll live to fight another day. But if we get to mm-hmm. that franchise tag and he doesn't get a new deal, I'm just going to be absolutely baffled. But we'll have to see what happens. If, he, if we get to that deadline and they don't reach a deal, do you think they will let him play the year on the on the tag, or do you think they will eventually get the deal done in training camp or something like that? That's another good question that, that I just don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, just I, curious I, what you your thoughts. No, your thoughts. I, I, I mean, I just don't get why. If you're gonna sign him in training camp, why not sign him before the franchise tag? Yeah, like you know, it's oh, just, I, I, like at that really point, agree. they're pretty much admitting we want to see you do it again. Because if they're not gonna get it done yeah. before then, then they're not. They're pretty much saying we're taking this hard stance and we're not budging. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Dalton, you have any cha- any anything to add to that? I don't think I do. I don't. All right. <laughs> well, this was the first episode of season. I guess this is season two of Talking the Star. We don't really keep up with their seasons or episode, but we do appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> We're going to be back every Wednesday with the Talking the Star episode, so make sure you're checking in on Talking the Star episodes and all the other episodes by all the other great podcast hosts that we have on the Blogging the Boys feed. We appreciate you listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate. Make sure you comment. Do all that stuff. And make sure you follow us all on Twitter. We appreciate you more than you know. Thank you so much. This is the Talking the Star Podcast.